Hello friends, welcome back to Word of Victory. You're very welcome today. And I just want to encourage you with a word of victory for you today that you can have joy and peace even in the midst of chaos. You know, friend, the sun is still coming up every day. The sun is still setting every evening. Trees and flowers and nature are all in bloom. They're blossoming and and coming forth. Birds are singing every day. Babies are being born every day. Life is going on all around us. But our enemy, the devil, is seeking to curtail the freedom of life by bringing a spirit of death and spirits of fear, of dread and of torment. He is making people terrified about today. He is making them worry about tomorrow, which hasn't even come. People are washing their hands, they're washing surfaces, places that have never been washed and cleansed are being sanitized to within an inch of their life. But guess what? Those germs will still come back and and, and there'll be more germs there tomorrow that need to be sanitized and cleansed. But you don't need to have fear. Because when you know the word of God, and when you know that the Lord is for you, friend, and that his power is with you, the anointing of the Spirit of God who lives inside of you. You can plead the blood of Jesus all around yourself, all around your household, all around your family, around your cars, around your business, around your job. Even if you are working on the front lines, listen, you need to know how to pray. You need to know that the blood of Jesus is greater than any germ or any infection or any virus. And nothing can overpower the power of God living inside of you. Um, This morning I was out walking and where I walk there's a lot of mountains and I was just looking at the mountains this morning and I really felt uh, the Lord speaking to me about that scripture, you know, where we can tread on the high places with hind's feet. And a deer, you know, a female deer is a hind don't worry, I'm not going to sing doe a deer, uh, a female deer, but a hind is actually a female deer. And a hind can place her feet exactly, her back feet exactly where her front feet just stepped from. So, you know, uh, there's complete security. She's able to run, you know, with abandonment, really, in, in, in every place where she treads because her back feet will always go on the exact same path as the front feet have just stepped upon. And so she she won't get off track. And I believe the Lord was speaking to me to give you that word of encouragement today, that he is, when, when we are grounded in his love, and when we know how much God loves us, and when we're studying his word, and, and studying his promises, and applying them to our lives, and to our families, we are able to have joy in the midst of chaos. We are able to run um, with abandonment, just like that hind can run on the high places. And, you know, these high places on those mountaintops and on those hillsides, there can often be danger of, of you know, um, cliff faces and, and, and loose rock and, and dangerous paths. But the hind is always secure because her feet will stay on, on, on the path that she has just walked on. She, she won't, uh, her back feet are not taking a different, a different uh, track. To, so she'll stay secure. Um, it's actually in Habakkuk, if you want to go there with me, the book of Habakkuk. 
It's one of the minor prophets in the Old Testament. Um, it's right after the book of Nahum, I think. Yeah. And right before the book of Zephaniah. Habakkuk was a prophet. And, you know, this scripture, I often think about it because it's almost, you know, the prophet saying, no matter what happens, I will trust the Lord. In Habakkuk 3, verse 17, it says, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut down from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God, Adonai, he is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me to tread or to walk on my high hills or those high places. Praise God. So because of the fact that it's the Lord who's my strength, I can tread securely and I can remain steadfast and safe and on track, even though all around me there's chaos. As I, uh, you know, draw close to the Lord and realize that it's not in my own strength, that he is the one who is giving me strength. That's where my place of protection and refuge is. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can we look at Isaiah chapter 35? I feel this is a word of encouragement for you today, especially if you've been, you know, drained from all the, the negative the negative voices speaking. In Isaiah chapter 35, and I'm going to read it from the NLT, the New Living Testament. It's, um, let's read from verse 1. Isaiah 35. Even the wilderness and the desert will be glad in those days. The wasteland will rejoice and blossom with spring crocuses. And we're seeing that all around us right now. The crocuses are everywhere. Yes, and there will be an abundance of flowers and singing and joy. The deserts will become as green as the mountains of Lebanon, as lovely as Mount Carmel or the plain of Sharan. There the Lord will display his glory, the splendor of our God. Where? In, in those places, you know, where, where the Lord is bringing forth fruit, even in dry lands, even if, if everything around looks like it's withering and dying and, and you know, with fear and, and with terror, that can really feel like, like, like the life is sucked out of you. Well, listen, the Lord promises you that you can have joy and that he will display his glory and his splendor through you and for you in that situation. And so what does he say here? With this news in verse 3, strengthen those who have tired hands and encourage those who have weak knees. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear, for your God is coming to destroy your enemies. He is coming to save you. And when he comes, he will open the eyes of the blind. He will unplug the ears of the deaf. The lame will leap like a deer. Again, here we have it, you know, those, those hinds, <clears throat> the deer. Um, the lame will leap like a deer, and those who cannot speak will sing for joy. Springs will gush forth in the wilderness, and streams will water the wasteland. 
listen, maybe you've lost your job. Maybe your business has had to close down or maybe things are going really bad. Maybe you don't know where the next, where your next uh, piece of money, euro or dollar or whatever it is you operate in. Maybe you don't know where it's coming from. But I encourage you today, friend, to press in and trust in the Lord and he will provide for you. When you call upon him, he will answer you. He will be with you in trouble. He will deliver you and he will honor you. That's what he promises in Psalm 91. And that's what this is speaking about here, that springs will gush forth in the wilderness, even in dry, dry places where there is no water. He will bring, he will make it a pool and springs of water will satisfy the thirsty land. Hallelujah. And it says in verse 8, a great road will go through that once deserted land. It will be named the highway of holiness. Evil-minded people will never travel on it. It will only be for those who walk in God's ways. Fools will never walk there. Lions will not lurk along its course, nor any other ferocious beasts. There will be no other dangers. Only the redeemed of the Lord will walk on it. Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem or Zion with singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear, and they will be filled with joy and gladness. And I speak that to you today, friend, in the name of Jesus. I release the anointing for joy and gladness, for the, for thanksgiving, for, for peace, and for uh, complete rest you know, to come forth into your life today in Jesus' name. I often think of, you know, the, the, a lighthouse in a stormy sea and when those ships and those boats are coming close to land and they, they finally see the light emanating from that lighthouse, how glad they are. And, you know, Jesus often likened himself to the rock, you know, he's called the rock of ages. And he spoke in in the Gospels about wise is the man who builds his house on the rock. And often I think about, you know, those sailors in the stormy sea, especially, you know, when people are are shipwrecked or, or, you know, get thrown into the sea. If they came across any kind of a rock, they would cling to that rock. And, you know, no matter what kind of waves were crashing off them, as long as they could hold on to the rock, they would be safe. And that's the word for you today as well, friend. You know, Jesus is your rock. And as you grip onto him and say, Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't have the answers for any of this, but my eyes are upon you and I am going to cling to you and hold on to you and to your word. And I will just thank you and trust you that you will bring streams in the desert places for me in Jesus name you will bring provision and sustenance for me you will sustain me Uh, you know and as you as you speak that out of your life friend you know the Lord answers those that's faith talking and and are you going to be afraid of course fear is natural but the thing is you have to cut it and say no I'm not going to fear and I'm not going to take that terror that that you know is all around right now um, praise God, you know, their they're, they're governments are, are buying body bags, they're being shipped, they're being stored, uh, you know, as some kind of an anim- um, ominous harbinger of the threat of death that's hanging over people. For many people, these times are unlike anything they've ever experienced. And the fear of the unknown is absolutely terrifying them. Friend, we're living in the midst of prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes.
But we need to be careful, for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, 7 tells us. As a man thinks, and that's a woman as well, (laughs) as a person thinks in their heart, so they are. So, of course, we obey the authorities. You know, of course, wash your hands. Of course, you you maintain social distancing. Of course, you abide by the law. But you need to realize this. And I encourage you today with this. The devil is out to steal from us. He's out to kill us. And he's out to destroy our lives. So we have to come against the negative narratives, the the prophecies of doom that are emanating from the airwaves and from our phones and our computers and laptops. Because if we agree with their talk, if if we agree with that talk of destruction, we will succumb to the bait of fear that the devil is holding out in front of us. I I tell you, friend, today, do not get into agreement with it. Is coronavirus rampant and raging? Uh, That may be a fact, but this is what you do. You say, well, Lord, I thank you, Father, that I trust in you. And I tell you, devil, that coronavirus will not come near me or my house or my family in the name of Jesus. I give it no place. And I come against and cancel out those prophecies of doom, those negative words being spoken out about so many hundreds of thousands of people are going to die. I declare in the name of Jesus that I bind the spirit of death that is being released right now and I release the spirit of life Holy Spirit you live inside of me and you said Lord that the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living inside of me and he quickens and gives life to my mortal body and not only that Lord but you also use me as a a, a bringer of your presence everywhere I go you use me as a vessel of honor to display your glory and to to um, emanate the fragrance of your presence. Praise God. God, you are my strength. You are my refuge. You are my fortress where I will not be shaken. Hallelujah. You need to decree that and declare it, friend. You need to make sure you do not agree with what is coming off the news. In fact, I suggest to you today, friend, that you turn off the news, that you stop looking at it, that you stop listening to it because it will only sap and drain your faith. What you need to do is focus on the news that's coming from God. And guess what? It's good news. Hallelujah. He has good news for you. Praise God. I don't care what's happening around me. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus against every assignment and every plague. And they will not come near me or my home in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come against every attack. And not only that, Lord, uh, friend, Not only against the attacks that are coming against you and your family, but we need to rise up and intercede for our nations. Praise God. God is raising up people of courage who will boldly go forth and who will face the enemy, not in their own strength, but in his power and might. And you know, Psalm 91 in the Amplified Bible, it says that his power and his might, no foe can withstand it. Praise God. I say to you today, friend, stand in the gap for those, those in your families, those in your nation who have no strength in themselves. Like we read earlier on, say to those who are fearful hearted, you know, behold, 
Trust in God. He is coming to destroy your enemies. Be strong. Do not fear. Have courage. Have trust in God. I think the greatest thing that we can do as Christians is remember the things where we have seen the Lord um, do miracles for us. You know, the times where, where we have seen miracles and breakthrough, that testimony we, we often quote that scripture, you know, it's in um, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, I think, um, 11 and 12 or 10 and 11. And it says, they overcame him, that's the devil, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And, you know, the greatest uh, testimony you have is, is where you have seen the goodness of God, where you have seen miracles in your life, where you have seen answers to prayer. You uh, speak that out and remind yourself of those things. It's important because it stirs up your own faith, but also it gives hope to other people. Like I was saying about the the lighthouse out in the sea and, and, and that beam of light emanating out into that dark, stormy sea, bringing light, bringing hope. That's what you are. When you know the Lord and when you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, when you have yielded your life to him, you are are now operating in the kingdom of God and you are an ambassador of heaven. It's a very uh, important role. And it's not to just, you know, hide inside in your own home and make sure you have enough food and, and, and everything for yourself. It's about using your life, allowing the Lord to use you for his glory, allowing him to uh, share your testimony with others. Praying, you know, Father God, I cry out today for our government. I cry out today to you to give them wisdom. Father, I come against every negative voice that's speaking into their ears and that's, that's, you know, uh, giving them bad advice. I pray for the mind of Christ for each one of them today. I pray, Father, for the fear of God to fall upon our government leaders and upon our nation, that they will turn their hearts to you, that they will repent of their sins, and that the, that you would heal our land, like Second Chronicles 7.14 says. Um, let's have a look at Isaiah chapter 59. I think we might already be there in Isaiah 35, so just turn over the pages to Isaiah chapter 59. Praise God. Thank you, Father, for this time. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the spirit of God in your word. We thank you for revelation, for fresh revelation today for us and fresh fire from heaven, Lord. I pray, Lord, that even as Isaiah, that the angel touched his lips with the the coal from the altar of heaven. I pray that today that you would touch our hearts, Lord, with fresh fire from heaven in Jesus' name. In um, Isaiah chapter 59, Uh, you know, let's read from nine. Let's read together. Therefore, justice is far from us, nor does righteousness overtake us. We looked for light, but there was darkness. For brightness, but we walk in blackness. Isn't that just where we are right now, friend? People are looking for light, but there's only darkness. And in fact, you can see every day more and more the light, the hope is ebbing and ebbing and ebbing and ebbing away so that all people are left with is darkness. That is not the way the Lord wants it to be. Praise God. If we look at, um, just to, for time's sake, let's go down to verse uh, 15, or 14, say. Let's go to 14. Justice is turned back, and righteousness stands afar off. 
for truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. So truth fails, and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. And this is the truth right now, friend. You know, there is very little truth, very little truth coming out the airways. I wouldn't believe one word that I'm hearing on the news. I'd take it all with a pinch of salt, because um, I believe that the enemy is setting something up here. He's setting up people to, to uh, as I said earlier on, to self-destruct and 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 dis- be destroyed by fear and by terror. You know, you have a brain, friend. If you have the spirit of God living in you, your spirit is connected to God. And you know in yourself, in your own gut, you are hearing from God. And I would encourage you to stand up and be bold with confidence and trust in the Lord and know that no matter what they're prophesying or saying, that you can come against those those uh, prophetic words and cancel them out and break their power and instead release the spirit of life and instead release what God has to say on the subject matter because he is not being um, consulted about this. Governments, leaders uh, all over the world, celebrities, media, they have built up strongholds of false god worship uh, where they have completely turned their backs on god where they have brought in uh, disgusting and vile laws uh, where the, the murder of children is is you know babies being murdered in the womb I, that is not right the, the, the blood of the innocent cries out to god and there is wrath and 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 judgment upon those things, especially for nations. And we need to cry out and ask the Lord to forgive our nation and to forgive our our, uh, people for making decisions that have been totally influenced by Satan and by evil and repent of those things and ask the Lord's forgiveness and mercy. And this is what the Lord is talking about here. Let's go on in, in 15. Truth fails and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. Then the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no justice. He saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. You know, and that's what the Lord is looking for. He's looking for people who will intercede. But beware, because as it says there, whoever departs from evil makes himself a prey. You can be sure that if you stand up and say something like, uh, you know, that you're not in agreement with with the laws of abortion in in your nation or in our nation here, you can be sure you'll get a swipe and and be told to shut up and sit down and that it's a woman's right to choose and who are you to dictate this? Well, listen, I'm not dictating, but I'm telling you what's written in the word of God. And is there mercy there? Of course there is. God is merciful. And there are many women who've, who've made decisions or had that decision made for them uh, by others and been forced into it uh, where they had to have an abortion. Uh, and listen, God is merciful and he's reaching out today to you. He wants to heal you and heal your heart and bring restoration for everything the enemy has stolen. But any person who, who will speak up for the truth will find themselves fairly quickly at the brunt end of, of a spirit of persecution. But even still, the Lord is looking for people who will intercede and who will cry out to him for their nation. And I challenge you today to do that, friend, to listen to what the Lord is saying and to uh, pray for, for our nation and for your nation in Jesus' name. 
it goes on there to say that that the Lord decided to bring his own salvation and his own righteousness. And who was that? That's Jesus, our Lord and Saviour. And and he uh, came to make us right with God, to bring us back to the Father, because he lived a perfect, sinless life. He never sinned. And he was crucified. He died on the cross for you and for me so that we could be forgiven of our sins and so that we could be given the free gift of righteousness. God raised him from the dead for our justification so that we could be reconnected with God, acquitted from all our sins, so that now, once when we have um, asked Jesus, when I have asked Jesus to come into my heart and be Lord of my life, when I have repented for my sin, what happens is I am re- my spirit is reconnected to God through his Holy Spirit. And when God looks at me, he no longer looks at who I was. He no longer looks at my past or at the, the sins that I had committed in my life before I knew him. Because he says, as far as the east is from the west, so far have I removed your sins and your transgressions from you. So now when he looks at me, he sees Jesus. And that's what this next portion of scripture is talking about there. And it goes on to say in 19, So they shall fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. The Redeemer will come to Zion and to those who turn from transgression in Jacob, says the Lord. As for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them. My Spirit, who is upon you, and my words, which I have put into your mouth, shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants' descendants, says the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. So, you know, God has put his spirit in us, upon us, and his words in us and in our mouths. And he promises that not only us, but our children and our grandchildren will serve him and will honor him. And that's a promise you can you can speak out over your family. And especially if your children are, are not walking with the Lord, you know, you can say, Lord, I thank you, Father. You said that you would put your word in my mouth and not just mine, but my children and my grandchildren and my descendants in Jesus name. You know, praise God. And then it goes on here in, you know, there's no chapters when the, when Isaiah wrote this, there was no chapters, but it just in chapter 60, verse one, arise, shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness, the people, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and become radiant, and your heart shall swell with joy. And that's his promise to you, friend, that no matter how deep, dark, how, sorry, how dark, Um, it is around you and how deep that darkness is. Listen, the light of the Spirit of God inside of you is waiting to burst forth uh, and to to shine out. And you know, I I think of, of Gideon and I encourage you to go back to the book of Judges and study Judges chapter 6 and chapter 7 where Gideon 
um, was chosen by the Lord. He was this uh, young man, or, or well, he, he he saw himself as being kind of a weak man, and he was actually um, hiding from the enemy. The enemy at the time for Israel was the Midianites, and what they were doing was they were rampaging throughout the land of Israel, and they were stealing everything and and destroying everything the Israelites had. And Gideon was hiding from them at the time in the wine press when the spirit of the when the the angel of the Lord came to him and said, "Hey, you young Gideon, you mighty man of valor." And Gideon says, what are you talking about? I am so weak. I am feeble and I'm the weakest in my, my family and, and my family is the weakest tribe in the whole land. What are you talking about? But the Lord said, no, I have a plan for you. And uh, praise God, he he started a, a, a relationship with, with Gideon where he had to take Gideon, first of all, from how Gideon saw himself and and told him listen i want you to go and you're going to be the one i'm going to use to deliver your nation from this enemy that is stealing and rampaging and gideon said how could i do that and the lord says in verse uh, this is in judges chapter 6 in verse 16 he says to him surely the lord says i will be with you and you shall defeat the midianites just as yourself, as one man. But then, you know, um, praise God, it was as the Lord revealed himself to Gideon and revealed his plan to him that Gideon realized that when God was for him, he could do anything. And he went and he, he called, the Lord told him to call together all the people, all the fighting men of Israel and bring them before him. And the first thing he told Gideon was, okay, I want you, first of all, to ask these people, if any of you is afraid of this battle, I want you to go home right now. And I'll tell you, the Lord has no place for people who are going to give in to fear and terror because that is of the enemy. And, and you cannot go into battle being afraid. So we really need to, to study what God says about fear and eliminate it out of our lives. And any time fear tries to rise up, we need to say, no, in Jesus' name, Lord, you said you did not give me a spirit of fear. You've given me a spirit of power, of love, of joy, of sound mind and self-control. I will not fear because when God is for me, who can be against me? What time I am afraid, I will trust in you, Lord. And so Gideon, first of all, sent home all those people who were fearful. That was, I think, 22,000 people went away and there was like 10,000 left in this army. And so the Lord said, right, I want you to do something else now because there's still too many people here. I'm going to deliver Israel through your life, but with a, a, a much smaller army than this. So he gave him another test and he, you know, they, you know the story, I'm sure. They brought uh, the army down to the water and he said, I want you to watch and the ones who uh, bend down and, and drink the water in this way, I want you to send all them home. And the other ones who, who just bend down and drink the water by cupping it in their hands, but still watching around them, I want you to use them. And so when, when Gideon took the, the men down to the water and they started drinking the water, guess what? <laughs> the biggest group of them uh, drank the water 
in the way that the Lord told him, they're the ones to go home. And only 300 men drank the water the way the Lord had, had uh, explained to him that these would be the ones in your army. And so with 300 men, and he said, now, if you're still afraid, I want you to go down near the enemy's camp and I want you to hear something. So that night, Gideon and his servant went down near the camp of the enemy and there was two of the enemy um, soldiers sitting there talking. And one of them said, I had a dream. And he explained the dream to the other guy. And uh, the man who heard the dream said, oh, my gosh, that means that Gideon is going to defeat our, our army. And, and when Gideon heard the explanation of this dream, it encouraged him, you know, and the Lord will always bring words of encouragement. He will bring a strategy to you. He will bring a solution to you um, to, to navigate through this crisis. And, and I encourage you with that today, friend. And uh, what happened afterwards was the next day the Lord told Gideon, he gave him a detailed strategy for this battle. And so he gave each of his army uh, soldiers, he gave them um, a ram's horn and he gave them a clay jar with a, a, a light, a candle inside the clay jar. And he told them to encircle the, the army camp and he told them to watch him for his, for his, um, what you call it, uh, his leading and to follow what he did. So at a certain point, Gideon blew the trumpet and smashed the jar so that the light emanated. And of course, what happened, all his soldiers did exactly the same thing at the same time. And it totally terrorized and confused the enemy. And they were launched into a state of confusion and terror. And they started killing each other. And, and Gideon and his army were just standing there watching them. And, and this is also very similar to the story, uh, the, the account of Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles chapter 20, where the Lord told Jehoshaphat that day, you will not need to fight. And it's the same he told Moses um, uh, and the people of Israel when he was bringing them out of Egypt. He said, stand still and see the salvation of your God this day. You will not need to fight in this battle. And I tell you, stop fighting. Stop getting stressed. Stop getting worried. Stop getting into agreement with the enemy. And instead, quieten down. Listen to what the Lord is telling you. And stay in peace. And rejoice in Jesus' name. Amen. And I'll tell you, friend, we may be facing uncertain days. Like the song says, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. And I encourage you to, to worship the Lord and to, you know, praise him. Uh, find your, your favorite worship songs and just sing out and encourage yourself in the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds my future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. How great is our God, how great is his name, how great is our God. 
He's forever the same. He rolled back the waters of the mighty Red Sea. He said, I'll never leave you. Put your trust in me. How great is our God. How great is his name. How great is our God. He's forever the same. He rolled back the waters of the mighty Red Sea. He said, I'll never leave you. Put your trust in me. Amen. Praise God, friend. I encourage you today to arise and shine and let your light shine before men. And we'll just finish with Psalm 18. I think Psalm 18 is um, Katie Taylor, the boxer from Ireland. I think it's her favorite Psalm. And it's easy to see why. In verses 1 through 6, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. The pangs of death surrounded me and the floods of ungodliness made me afraid. The sorrows of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and I cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple and my cry came before him, even to his ears. Praise God. It says in verse 16 of the same Psalm, because it's a long one. (laughs) You thought I was going to read the whole thing, didn't you? He sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He also brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Friend, the Lord delights in you. You are his precious child. You're his darling daughter. You're his darling son. He loves you. He has a good plan for your life. Do you know there's books written about you in heaven? Things that the Lord has planned that only you can accomplish for him. And whatever your your profession is, whatever your career choice is, you know, you can be a light right there in the midst of darkness. And, And your faith in God and your trust in him can bring stability and peace even in the midst of chaos. And what it does is it brings other people down out of that high, high anxiety and it brings an atmosphere and of calmness and of peace to wherever you go. You know, that's why in Ephesians 6 it says, always be prepared with your feet shod with the gospel of peace. That's what you're bringing with you. The spirit of peace lives inside of you. The prince of peace lives inside of you. Jesus Christ He lives inside of you and he wants to come out. He wants to break out just like Gideon broke those those jars and the light emanated and it was the light that terrified the enemy. And in the same way, the Lord wants to break open the, the, the containment of your faith where it has been contained and held inside. He wants to smash that jar and let that light shine out because you are a light. Hallelujah. Praise God. God bless you today, friend. Enjoy your day. And I pray... 
that God's hand of protection upon you and your family. I pray uh, God's blessing, his peace, his shalom upon you today and your home and the blood of Jesus over you and your family in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.